a su nombre. Gloria. A su nombre. Gloria. Y su pueblo. En victoria. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nameless Servants for Christ. We are your co-hosts. This. <laughs> Get the messes in there, bro. <laughs> co-hosts. This. Nick one, Nick two. You can just decide which one's one, which one's two. We don't care. <laughs> just don't Dr. Seuss us. Yeah. Ting one, ting two. Ting. That ting. <laughs> Shout out to Drake and the Jamaicans in the six. In the six. Yeah. What's going on, bro? Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's, it's man, been we a week. Kept, uh, two weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks, I think. We keep two getting weeks. busy. Yeah. It's summer, man. It's, summer, it's to summer, be expected. Summertime. Try to take advantage as much as we can of the heat, sun, and nice weather. Yeah, you went to Muskoka? Is that where you went? I wish. Where did you um, go? I was in... Um, well, I, I first was in New Market, but then... New Market. <laughs> then my job messed up on um, on location, so I had to pack up everything and head down to Whitby. Whoa. Yeah. How did that so, happen? I was, yeah. <laughs> so I looked on my outlook calendar of where I was supposed to be kind of thing, right? Yeah. I, and I never questioned anything because it's always been the way it is. Um, uh, nothing was ever like um, incorrect or anything like that. So I treated it as the same type of situation as I've been treating things before. Leave Sunday night or Sunday evening. I'm, I'm a person I like to leave Sunday in the afternoon because I like, if, especially if I'm going to a different town. I don't know if I already said this or not, but. No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just seems like deja vu in my mind right now. But every time I go to a new city, I always like to go there early, either around check-in time or just before, just so I can explore, take my time there, and just like see what else there is to do there as well. Yeah. Get to know about the place, um, and then look up food joints too, and then check in. But this time, I even brought my paddleboard with me as well to do a little some adventuring, whether it be going to a beach or or going to some kind of place where I can paddleboard. You put you put your paddleboard in your Mustang? No, uh, the company vehicle. Right? Oh, okay. I was yeah. gonna say, how'd you do that? Right. Seats down. They didn't carry it. You put that in the company vehicle. It's some. It's a. Uh, you have to blow. It. You have to uh, pump it up. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah, it's not one that's already in like. Pump, pump, pump it up. Already, I don't know. <laughs> hand gestures. Hand gestures. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So wait, you went from where were you supposed to be? Newmark. Where's that? Newmarket. So just north of Toronto, oh, south okay. of Barrie. Um, so yeah, I get there, I get to the job site, I meet up with other coworkers from a different branch mm -hmm. and it seems like all good. So I message my colleague who's supposed to be training me. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm just late. Uh, I'm going to be seven minutes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That seven minutes turned to a half an hour. Uh oh. So I'm like, yo, where are you at, man? I'm here. He's like, I'm here too. And I'm looking around like, where? I don't see you. <laughs> and he's a brother, you know? So it's like, it's not really difficult <laughs> to like not know where he's at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then I send him my location, yeah. and then he sends his location, and we're in complete two different areas. Oh, no. So I'm just like, what the heck's going on right now? Why are you there? And he's like, why are you there? <laughs> right? So we're not getting anywhere, right? So then... Where's Waldo? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so then I call my supervisor, and I'm just like, yo, man, I'm, I'm straight confused right now. I'm at this place, and he's at another place. What the heck's going on? He's like, okay, let me find out. Long story short, he's like... Supervisor called back. He's like, yeah, we messed up. We sent you to the wrong location. You're supposed to be all the way in Whippy kind of thing. Oh, no. 
Yeah. How far is that from where you were? Uh, it's not too bad. It's an hour away. Okay. But like I already settled in in the in the work air environment, right? So I already mm-hmm. had all my tools out, already everything planned out, like everything set and ready to go, kind of thing. So I had to pack up everything, go back to the hotel, pack everything up there, Jeez. and be like, "Oh, I gotta check out," and then make my way down to Whitby, which it it was Where's annoying. Where's Whitby? Where's that? Um, west of Toronto. Okay. So heading to Kingston. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. So you're, you're kind of far then. Yeah, I was. I was like two yeah. hours away from here then. Yeah, exactly, two hours. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a. It was a waste of. It was a write-off, man. It was a waste of a day, but again, at least. What time I did got, you leave? Uh, to to Whitby. No, to uh, Newmarket. To Newmarket on Sunday, I left around I think five or six. And you got there like seven ish. Yeah, seven ish. Yeah. And then you set up. Yeah, went to the hotel, checked in, kind of thing. Yeah. But it was Monday. That was the work day. Oh, so, so that all ha- happened on Monday. Yeah, all that happened on Monday. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. So Sunday night, like I get there early, right? Do exploring, take my time, chill out, get a workout in if they have it, get a swim in if they have it, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. right? But then, yeah, work day, I'm all ready, good to go, man. All in the morning, out, this yeah. is all happening in the morning. Then. Yeah. Jeez. So I don't, so I'm, I'm realizing all this and I don't get to the new site until like around noon time. <laughs> oh, so you basically lost a day. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, definitely lost a day. Dang. Had that guy at least started to work or he yeah, had to he, wait for you? Yeah, he, he actually started to work because there was others there too. Oh, okay. So there's a team of uh, of others that were um, doing some of the work as well. So it, I, they didn't really lose any time at all because there was quite a amount, good amount of them anyways. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it, was like, it turned out to be like three people on each vehicle kind of a thing. Wow. That sounds like a an interesting day for yeah. you. It definitely was, but nothing to complain about. Cause the day after I finished, then I went to the beach. Still mm. pumped up the paddleboard, you know, start going into the water kind of thing. I was out there for like about two hours. When I came back, then I'm hearing the lifeguard saying equal alert, equal mm. alert, making oh, the no. announcement. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Like, what happened to the time I was on the beach? You guys couldn't mention anything, right? Jeez. But then they're saying that. Um, like they they frequently make those announcements, but it's still up to the public if they want to go in the water or not. Right? They can't mm. force them to not to. So if they do go in the water, then they have to be on site. They have to be on duty. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in that uh, at a beach when they they announce something like that. Yeah, I know it was. Is that like a Toronto thing? <laughs> it must be. <laughs> <laughs> With all the harbors and the boats out there, man. And That's the for sure a Toronto thing. You know, that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. crazy how like. Uh, how your your I guess you could say the stress of your work, hand gestures, <laughs> is different now than it was before, right? Like with, yeah. when you were in the uh, when I was in health, work. yeah, when I was in their healthcare man, yeah. Um, and it's interesting too because I always try to I don't know maybe this is a guy thing as well that mm-hmm. we just try to be the calm of the storm, like don't react. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a very in a very female dominant environment too, right? So the rest of my management team, leadership team, were all female. So if they're freaking out, kind of thing, then who am I to be freaking out too, right? Yeah, no, I gotta be chill as well. But um, I, the more I reflect on it, and the more I've talked to my previous coworkers or um, people that I work with, they'd also say too that they notice of that my behavior and my uh ways of acting was changed like completely from my p- previous job because my mm-hmm. previous job was man it was it was a breeze right i could yeah. be um no stress 
but this job definitely, I guess, it changed me to the point where, <laughs> and and I think I wasn't doing too well mentally as well too, right? Because every yeah. day was just it was it was a battle, man. It was definitely a battle, especially during pandemic, right? Yeah, trying to stay positive, trying to you know bring up the team, but everyone was it's hard, man. Right, going through the situations that they're going through and just seeing like the in, the living conditions that unfortunately the the seniors had to go through, man, where essentially they're being in a prison lifestyle where they yeah. cannot leave their room whatsoever. Uh, the amount of work, uh, and again, my hats off to every PSW nurse out there, man. Um, my respects to them is just through the roof. Yeah, uh, I guess it's not some. It's something that's not talked about as, as much anymore, especially right because now that the pandemic is over, people yeah. kind of forgot. Uh, like the whole stress. It's crazy how everybody has completely forgot about what, like, how much that changed, like society. I guess you can say, because do you remember how people were like snitching on other people, like if they had people over to their house, like all that right. was happening, and it's like everybody kind of just forgot about all that. And I remember while while we were going through it, it, it was kind of like an eye opener for me, like what is going to happen like if you look at it biblically speaking right mm -hmm. because it says in the bible that brother will turn on brother and your neighbors will turn on you in because you're a christian right right and you can see how that whole um how that whole dynamic was unfolding within the pandemic of covid19 right how people were uh, starting to act differently, you saw it, so much tension, so much stress, yeah. so much anxiety. The vax versus the unvax. Exactly. Kind of yeah. The 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 small fringe, as that guy said it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's just it's crazy how that changed the image of Canada. First of all, we were a respected nation before, and now it seems like we're like the laughing stock of everybody else. Yeah. And people are just looking at us and looking at our prime minister, and you're just like, "This guy's, this guy's a goofball." Like, mm -hmm. what's going on in Canada? Yeah, there's you, supposed you to be the symbol of like the land of the freedom of the peace kind of thing mm -hmm. of like democracy, right? But then the whole system changed, even to the point where like those G20 summits, where I'm pretty sure Prime Minister Trudeau was being called out by other world leaders. Yeah, like you saw China, like Xi Jinping, just like completely call him out on mm -hmm. like in front of the camera and you can see how he was visibly upset with him and our prime minister just didn't do anything yeah just kind of like cowardly walked off kind of thing off and, off. and it's just like all that just brought a, a new light to the situations that uh that has been going on especially here in canada right like this is not the same Canada that it was when we were growing up. I don't think so, man. Um, especially in the political sense as well, with everything that's been changing when it comes to, um, even with censorship that's been floating around, like that's been like, um, not publicly known, but it's been kind of a low key thing where it's just, just drifting by us without our intention being paying attention to it kind of thing Yeah. about censorship when it comes to either social media or anything regarding on the internet as well, which is yeah, like that bill C 12, I think it's called something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That I actually heard about that two years ago from this guy who's a supposed, uh, conspiracy theorist. And he told me, Oh, this bill is about to pass and you, you need to be careful because it's censorship that's coming to Canada. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just like, uh, I, I didn't, like shrug him off but i did 
Like, I kind of, like, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But I didn't think it was going to actually happen. And then when I heard it, actually, the bill passed. And now you're actually seeing it come to fruition. Now Canada is telling, like, Google, telling all these big companies that they can't um, – do certain things without yeah. paying and now right. google's saying they're not gonna pay yeah and now you won't be able to get as much information as, as you should it's crazy how this is happening yeah. in canada because i'm seeing that a lot of these uh social medias or platforms or internet platforms are re- like are revoking back to what canada's trying to do or mm-hmm. prime, or as i should say prime minister joe was trying to do kind of thing or is doing saying like yeah we don't support this at all yeah what the heck's and, wrong with you <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like we're almost living in like, I don't want to say it, right? But we're almost living in a communist, like, mindset. I feel like Trudeau is very... Communist or, like, dictatorship? It dictate was the same shit. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that came out. My bad. <laughs> I'm going to edit that. <laughs> I have to. Oh, man. God, you're so good. Yeah. <laughs> My, my apologies. Your mercies are new. Everybody. I don't know how that <laughs> slip up. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing, right? It's yeah. just like uh, there's really no no difference with with that ideology, like dictatorship within communism, right? Because within communism, there is a dictator, right? Whether it be uh, Fidel Castro or uh, Hugo Chavez or mm-hmm. uh, whoever else is is communist. Uh, what's his name? The Russian guy, Vladimir Putin. But are they communists? Is Russia communist? Is that what they? I'm pretty sure. Do they identify as that? I think so. Identifying just. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll today. I was about to say you're, you're all over the place. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because he he wants to because yeah he's also <clears throat> on the verge of being dictator as well because he's he wants to only remain in power right yeah he also put everyone else like no no one can like uh, stand up to him or no one can um. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like try to compete oppose against him, the yeah, oppose him or anything like that to be nominated, right? I think he like removed all that completely until I guess his last days kind of thing of when he's being alive. But who's gonna be after him? Is it gonna be his son or like what's gonna be the case that in that situation? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just because uh, they do do uh, elections there and all that stuff, but I think they just do it just for the sake of like for the world to see. Oh, like yeah. we're still. Um, democracy democracy <laughs> yeah but it's like come on bro like everybody knows right fraud <laughs> but yeah it's like canada's how canada's going down that road whether uh they want to admit it or not like they're just trying to put all these rules these censorship rules in within our our nation that's like it's it's tearing our nation apart right like we as canadians have always criticized americans right how they have they have the the republicans and the, the democrats right mm-hmm. and there's no there's no middle in between those two, right? Yeah, it's just and very far far left or far right. Exactly. And that's divided the nation. You can see when they did the elections how it was like 70, 77 million to 70 million. Uh, it was like almost... The com- 50%, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the nation was almost completely... is completely divided. Mm-hmm. And that, that issue was happening now in Canada where you got the conservatives versus the liberals. And like... NDP just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be a part of this somehow. But I'm yeah. glad that they're finally kind of backing off from the liberals. Well, yeah, I don't, I'm trying not to follow the Canadian government, like the Canadian situation, as much because 
Like it's just it's annoying for me. Yeah, and until Trudeau steps down or he loses an election, until uh, Mister Olivier, Pierre Olivier. That's happening this year, right? I hope so, man. I don't know when the elections are supposed to happen. I'm pretty sure conservatives are gonna win in a landslide. You think so? I hope. I don't know. I hope so. I really don't know the the whole political landscape. Like I only know bits and pieces. I try not to go to, down to. Like deep. even non-political people, I'm pretty sure they'll probably know enough where it's like, um, unless you're like a true liberal for sure. But at this point, but the conservatives thought they were gonna win the last election and Trudeau. No, no the conservatives really? were terrible, man. I, I think they did a terrible job presenting themselves and trying to like showcase them what they're about, kind of a thing. And the person who was leading the conservative party, for me personally, I think he did a, an awful job. Oh yeah, yeah, I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, you don't know politics, right? Oh, yeah, you don't vote. I don't vote. I'm a non-voter. <laughs> I will be a non-voter for the rest of my life, and yeah, I don't care what you think. You can still make your voice heard. Just you can. There's the section. I already told you this. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't want Not it. even. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time. Honestly, like, because... This is like, if I look at it, biblically speaking, right? Like, it's just not... It's not going to get better. And we no, need to... true. We need to come to that reality, unfortunately. Uh, at some point like the yeah we know the end of the story right it's already been um prophesized it's already been written it is written already that how how things are going to be so yeah it doesn't really make sense but at least for the time being because people talk about make people talk about persecution right people talk about how there's certain people in the world they can't like for example the the alphabet group right they love to talk about how they're oppressed and all this stuff right but nobody talks about the christians that are being murdered in the middle east no one talks about the christians that are being murdered in africa nobody talks about the persecution that's going on in china against the christians right nobody talks about that nobody talks about how they're oppressed how they're not allowed to to worship god they're not allowed to do this so it, 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 the minority group is starting to become the christians if yeah. if we're not already yeah. right because you can't you can't really preach the word of god anymore with that freedom that we had back in the day right like if you go like if you do the speaker's a, corner kind of thing mm-hmm, if you do like a march right well, you've been to Dundas in, in Toronto, right? Downtown Toronto? Dundas Square? Like, there's still, like, I, I still see a lot of uh, street preachers, and if they're Muslim or if they're Christian, like, they're still out there doing their thing still. Yeah, but, okay, like, we just finished that, you know, that month, mm-hmm. right? They do a, 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 a celebration, I don't know if it's the last day or the Sunday of, right? What if they did a Christian march like that? Would they even allow that? I wonder. Would the Canadian government even allow that in were Toronto? You, were you around when um, God Belongs in My City movement happened? Yeah, I, I went to the last one they did. How how long ago was that? Uh, Five eight, more years? Maybe? Eight years ago. Eight years ago, right? Yeah, because uh, the last one I went to, uh, my wife and I weren't even dating yet. Mm. And we've been we just celebrated four years. On June thirtieth, shout out to my wife. I love shout, you. Shout, <laughs> shout out to your wife. But yeah, it was eight years ago. Yeah, it was some time ago, right? Yeah, around this time actually. Mm-hmm. Around this time, were you there? No, I oh, was yeah. in Toronto at that time. I was gonna say I didn't see you. Yeah, I wasn't there. No, we were. I was invited. I actually, I was invited by my my wife and her her family because they were congregating at the other church at that time, and um. My dad and I uh, decided to go, 
Oh, nice. And we met them up at wherever they were doing the, I think it was uh, somewhere in, what's that school in downtown Kitchener? KCI? No, it's a elementary school. Oh, I don't know. Right by the police station. Oh, there's a school by there? Yeah, they started the march there, and then they went down... Um, by the auditorium kind of thing? No. Not even? No, uh, off of... Uh, what's that street? I forget what that street's called, but they Charles. started off... King Street. Close Weaver. to Charles. Okay. Tr- close to Charles. You know where you get your uh, uh, your passport? Yeah. Downtown? Uh-huh. Near there. Near there. Okay, okay. Yeah, so then you go by where Diverse used to be. Right, 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 right. So we they started off there, and then we walked down, and then we went up up King Street and then we got to uh downtown like the what's that square where oh, they do uh, the concerts? Do the concerts. Yeah yeah. You know where that like the skating rink is in the winter time? Oh um <laughs> not center the square. <laughs> I, yeah it's um We're both having brain farts. We are a big time. Clearly we And we're both born ra- born and raised in Kitchener. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I oh, was, yeah. I was born born and raised. You were just raised. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Mexican. I forgot. That's it, man. <laughs> got, that, got that ginger in me. Shout out to Canelo Alvarez. How old were you when you came here? Oh, bro, baby. Yeah. So you were born here. No, man. I was born in Mexico, raised, Canadian, and raised Canadian, in Canada for sure. And through. Blood from Guatemala. Skin from... Mexico, <laughs> raised in Canada. <laughs> Bro, I can't believe I let that word slip. I don't know what I was thinking, man. I'm just gonna leave it on there. It's just that it is what it, it is. It happens, man. It slipped out. I don't know. The, the viejo hombre came out. It got you cheese. I can't believe I said that, man. Like, jeez, <laughs> what was I thinking? But yeah, anyways, like going back to the point of like the whole. Um, yeah, the march. situation when it comes to the march and the political situation. I just feel like, especially now with uh, news and media, like everything is just so, the narrative is just so predictable in the sense that, uh, not predictable, sorry, it's they're pushing what the narrative, that what they want to push, right? Yep. So when it comes to the exposure of, let's say, persecution for that topic, right, of persecution of Christians in different countries, whether it be, um, they're going to decide like, oh, do you want to put this or do you want to put about other topics, whether it be um, political political um, planning or programming or regime or propaganda, or whether it be a military, whether it be the forest fires or whether it be something that i don't know i I just i always think that there's a bigger story to everything else right because true journalism at least for canada i don't think oh it's dead right the cbc is so corrupt it's 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 it works hand in hand with the government right especially when you saw it what what was going on during the pandemic right how everybody was saying that if you got vaccinated you weren't going to get sick and then that oh, narrative yeah, completely changed, right? Because now, oh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna protect you from getting sick. It's gonna help you. It's gonna reduce the the risk of death yeah, or whatever. Your symptoms. The narrative kept changing mm-hmm. within within the whole COVID, the COVID situation, right? And you saw the CBC especially was whatever the government was saying. That's what they were saying, and it was whatever the government was saying, whatever the science was saying, that was fact. Yeah. Right. That was the that was the phrase, the famous phrase you were hearing. Trust the science. Trust the science. Mm-hmm. Right. Science has been wrong, many, many, many times. Many, well, many times. Well, I would, I would tr- definitely trust science, but I wouldn't trust science where it's been. Um, how can I say this? 
uh, change to a form that fits their narrative, right? Because, yeah, maybe the science is still there, but they, at the end of it, they're not going to show all their findings or their proof. They're just going to state what the results are, right? So they can definitely make up whatever situation they want that makes their narrative seem like it's the correct one. I don't trust the science. Science says there's no God. So I can't go hand-in-hand hand with something that, that denies the divinity of my God and denies the divinity of Jesus Christ. I should show you a documentary because there is a, like a, a movie that shows scientists where it actually proves like, um, uh, not that there is no existence of God, but there is an existence of a higher power. Like where they look into certain situations, like how can you not think that there's a bigger, higher power, whether it be God, right? And then we just develop from simple cells, evolution and all that thing, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? <clears throat> is science faith-based? Is science faith-based? Yeah. What do you mean by that? So the Bible says, it, without faith, is it, it is impossible to pray, to, Sin fe es imposible agradar a Dios. How do you say that in without English? Without faith, it's, it's impossible to please the Lord? To please, the, please God, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Can you see God? Unless you have a vision or a dream. Yeah, physically. Can you see God? No. Can you breathe God? Can you touch God? No, physically no. touch God? No. So, me asking you, say, uh, play devil's advocate, right? Mm -hmm. Say I'm an atheist. Scientifically speaking, how can you prove that there's God? A God. I'm asking you. Scientifically speaking, how would you prove there is a God? I would say it'd be the same way I would prove how um, air is, exists, kind of a thing. or How what exists? Air exists. Air. Right? Or how I can prove um, water can be in three forms. Or how I can prove that there are certain things still that science is unable to prove because it's just out of our limits to understand. So that's also, we're limited to understand, you know, the wonders of God as well, too. Right? Uh, and to think that by chance, by evolution, by natural selection, that we're able to be here at this moment, mm. right? Um, and and also to go further of like what science has actually unraveled or discovered or has come up with when it comes to uh, things <coughs> that actually parallel or coincide where we actually um, it is proven biblically, but also science proved it as well too. Where those parallels happen, like those great findings, I would throw that as well. Okay, so what what's the meaning of of faith? Believing in something that you're unable to see, or believing without seeing something, or knowing that it's there, or or um, along those lines. Yeah, right. Believe in something that you cannot see, right? Believing that. That you cannot see. So you can't see God, but you can feel him. Mm -hmm. You can't physically touch him, but you know he's there. Right? That's believing in God. But so you can science, talk to him too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Science will tell you that if you can't see or you can't touch it, it's, uh, then it's not real. It's not quantifiable. Like, right? right? That's the word that they use, right? So You can't put a measurement to it. But you can't, they say you can see how evolution works, but you can't actually see it. Science is the best guess. 
Yeah, that's their theory of evolution. Best right guess, there. right? Evolution is is it started from the Big Bang, and then whatever happened after that happened. But if they and then they say that that uh, we are who are faith based, what we believe it, it's not quantifiable. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. Then we have that exact argument towards them. That how does something just blow up and then yeah, out of nowhere and then that's yeah. how it started that's how, does how that life starts you know? how did uh, uh, a tadpole become a monkey how did a monkey become a human being like how does that uh, uh, do you still see evolution that's my argument to them are we still seeing evolution yeah i say that too right i remember in high school I would say this a lot like like do we see evolution today I'm like yes we do it just takes a long time yeah Okay. So their argument sometimes doesn't make sense to us, and our argument to, to them doesn't make sense to them, right? But at the end of the day, we're all going to choose what we want to believe in, right? Yeah, right. That's why I say f- sometimes science is their faith based, is their faith. That's what they believe, right? Yeah, because that's their trust system. Because again, that's something that, yeah, as you said, it's measurable, right? There's there's the data there, there's the research there, and like they can physically see it, hold it, whatever the case may be, right? And that, I guess, fills their void of not to have that guilt. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, it's an interesting conversation to have with someone who's, like, very uh, scientifically based on their way of thinking, right? Like, especially a lot of atheists and all these people. But, um, like, you can almost see, like, the flaws in their way of thinking as well, right? Because, like, how can you explain that the Earth is a perfect... Uh, amount of it's it's not, it's not too close to the sun that it's burning us up, and it's not too far away from the sun that we're too cold. Yeah. It's at a perfect distance. How can right you explain time. that to someone? Because without the sun, we can't we can't exist. Yeah. Right. Or how we have the perfect amount of combination of um of gases in our atmosphere, or of gases in our atmosphere or of um nature that's in the world or that or ocean that's in it that exists out there to kind of give us that balance or the the balance that allows us to actually still live here on this planet or an ozone layer we have the ozone layer that's protecting us from the rays of the sun right Mm -hmm. like how can you explain all that how can you explain that like you can't explain certain things obviously like man being created from from you know the dirt. Yeah, from dirt. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't. Ex- obviously, you can't explain that, right? And 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 again, I think that's where the atheists and the maybe the scientists just refuse to understand or believe that we just believe it blindly. That yeah, whatever it says in the Bible is true. Yeah, we don't need facts. We don't need science. This is why it's faith. Exactly. Right? It doesn't like. I I guess it goes down to interpretation too, right? Because like, what is a fact? Hmm. What the what what makes something a fact? Because human beings say it is. Like, it goes back down to what we say it is and what God says it is. Right, right. I'm pretty f- sure we state a lot of facts, but then time after time, that's what I'm saying. We've science. Been wrong. <laughs> how how often has science been wrong? The world. Oh, yeah. We used to believe that the world was flat. We used to believe that the world was the center of the universe or yeah. the, of our that galaxy. all the planets yeah, revolve around us. The sun it, revolve around us. Exactly. And how now that's changed, yeah. right? We used to believe that COVID was going to kill 99% of the of the population or whatever the number was. It was pretty yeah. high, right? Yeah. And it turns out they didn't even, it killed like maybe 1%, maybe. Yeah, morality rate was very, very low. 
think lower than like SARS or something else. Yeah. I, I remember SARS happening, and I, but I don't remember it blowing up the way COVID-19 blew up. No. Even, or maybe we were just kids and we were just naive to the like news and all that and just didn't pay attention. No, because you didn't even see it affect schools. H1N1. What's the other one? Um, uh, H1N1, SARS. That's all I can think of. There was a couple more yeah. in between there. Because I just remember like SARS being a big thing in Toronto, but that was it. At the airport. Yeah. Like it just stayed in Toronto. Like don't go to Toronto. Kind of <clears throat> but when do you ever remember living through a situation where... Uh, you had to go. The only way you can go into the stores is you had a mask on, or uh, there's a limited amount of people uh, that that could be in someone's household. Or, or I don't remember that during those days. Was it something like that? Did we have to wear face masks during those times? Where? During like the H1N1 no. during SARS? No, right? Because I don't was, ever remember wearing a mask anywhere. Yeah, because it was quote unquote just contained in Toronto. Like it was just over there. I think it was just in the airports. Yeah. From what I remember, I don't remember. I, c- I could be misremembering, right? But um, I definitely don't remember. <laughs> COVID, COVID was c- like completely different than anything else we've ever mm-hmm. experienced, right? Um, churches, you, they, you could only have like ten people in a church. Yeah, everything else was like online, kind of. A thing. Yeah, and yeah. now like, and it's like now everybody's kind of like forgot about it. You still see the odd person here and there wearing a mask. Yeah, every now and then I see people wearing masks, which is like, oh, you know, do you, man? Yeah. Cool. Right. But like the facts have been put out there like and if we don't <laughs> like this is what I'm saying like it goes back down to if you're going to believe the quote unquote fact or not. Um, but I remember like the whole situation that was going on with COVID and I was just like analyzing it and I'm just like it's crazy how we can turn on each other so quickly. Yeah. Like so quickly how we we I remember people. I know people were using this this uh, this thing that happened in the past, like comparing it to what happened now, like the whole uh, Nazi Germany thing, right? How quickly the Nazi Germans turned on the Jewish people, and everybody was saying we're not going to let that happen again, right? But we were almost letting it happen again with COVID nineteen. Yeah, because again, right, with media, news, like... Exactly. They really the front runners when it came to what narrative they wanted to pitch out there, right? Social media changed everything. Social media blew this thing up more than what it was supposed to, right? I remember when they first found their first case of COVID in Canada. I think it was in Toronto or something. And people were just like, oh, no, it's it's over. It's done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to spread like crazy. I remember people watching the numbers of people dying on, on the news, like... I remember even I got I got super paranoid because my wife was pregnant with my son at the time. Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, you're not leaving the house. If you leave the house, you got to have gloves on, <laughs> a mask on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she had, she told Full me. biohazard suit. <laughs> she told me, I'm like, she's like, yo, chill. Like, <laughs> relax. Stop watching the news so much. And I stopped watching the news. And that whole paranoia just completely went away. Yeah. So, like. It's the, very influential, man. Man, the news is. Something else. But you also saw how this, especially when you see like, and and it's crazy how like they made like the the certain like cuts and scenes of what they would show in the hospitals, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how they made it in a certain way where it was like either a re- like repeated um, shots that they would take or not, because I don't know if there was actually ever a situation where you actually would see inside the hospital during an outbreak, quote unquote outbreak, to see what they actually go through. And again, right, for all those nurses out there, forgive me, right? But like. 
I have certain, and again, I come from healthcare as well, right? From a different mm-hmm. area, but still, like, I have certain, like, friends that are nurses that are in hospitals, and I would just hear what their stories are, and it seemed like, from the consensus, from what I've got, it's like, not what is being portrayed on the news. I'll give you this example. My wife went into labor right in the middle of the pandemic. Like, when supposedly the hospitals were being, like, overrun with people and all this stuff. Yeah. When we got to the hospital, when my son was going to be born, um, there was more nurses than patients. And the nurses were just standing around on their phones. So, and I remember seeing that and I was like, aren't they saying that? I told my wife, I'm like, aren't they saying that the hospitals are Yeah, they're all short. Yeah, there's a shortage of nurses. Shortage of nurses. There's not, there's too many, um, there's too many cases of people in the hospital they're dying in the hospital this and that i didn't see any of that that was my that was my experience i'm not sure how it was with other people right because i know my mom got it bad my my wife's family got it bad but i didn't know anybody that had to go to the hospital like i know my my one my best friend his his parents had to go but they were out of the hospital in a couple days I don't know any, me personally, I don't know anybody that's died from COVID. I don't know about you. Um, but, you know, that was that was the narrative, right? It was killing yeah. everybody. Like, I remember, too, there was a point where, um, again, being in the environment that I was on at that time, like, if you were positive, then you're automatically sent home 10 mm-hmm. days kind of thing, right? So there was always a need for um, replacements, right? So we didn't, we were. We were already short PSWs and nurses to begin with, right? There was already a shortage. That was already existing before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But it really, really put into light the amount of shortage that we had, at least in that situation. Because, like, again, PSWs and nurses, they were, again, um, they were being positive to COVID, so they had to be sent home, right? And it's not like we had the biggest amount of, like, reservoir of other PSWs and nurses that can just jump right in, right? Mm-hmm. So the agencies were a huge thing that was happening, right? Where agencies were being sucked out dry with their inventory of PSWs and nurses as well, too. What do you mean agencies? Agencies meaning, say, like, um, so if we're short and and we try to do our call-out of other PSWs, other part-timers, that they're able to pick up the shift and just come in, right? If no one is able to, then we have to resort to agencies to fill in. So these agencies are just these contractors where they have PSWs, nurses, RPNs, RNs, that type of thing as well. And they're our, our last resort to, like, call out to so they can fill in the vacant lines or vacant spots because nothing is worse than working short. And when I say working short is that a typical shift for, let's say, a floor would be six PSWs. And if you only have five, it's going to be a tough day. It's, yeah. And and you don't want that at all for anyone. Maybe one day, worst case, for sure. But if it's going to be a constant thing weeks after weeks, again, man, it, it really takes a toll. So when it came to these agencies, um, it it came to points where we'd be calling out all these agencies, and they'd be like, "We have no one. We have no one. We have no one. We have no one." My, uh, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but my sister-in-law was actually a PSW, and she did PSW work for nine years, and after, right before, like, during the pandemic, actually, she said it got so crazy that she just decided to change careers. She stopped doing it because she she cannot handle the stress. She cannot handle the fact that they were severely underpaid. And there was just low staffed everything. Yeah. 
she decided to change careers because she's just like, this is not for me anymore. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. And There's a lot that is put into it, man. Emotionally, physically, um, spiritually too. I would say, right? Yeah, it's, it's draining in all aspects. So shout out to all those people that are still in that industry, man. Like, um, I've I've serviced uh, quite a few uh, senior homes. Me personally, I couldn't do it. It's oh, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Oh yeah, because you would see it, right? You would just see the senior just look with sad faces. Yeah, man, I couldn't do it, man. Like I've walked in and I've seen them, and I'm just like, I can't do. It. I me personally, I don't know what's going on in someone's head where they would put someone in a senior home, like. You gotta you gotta do your part as well when you're when you're still young and you have your viejitos, you gotta do your part too, man. Like, cause at the end of the day, we're all going down that road. We're, we could end up in that road, and and it's depressing for them for for sure. And and if I can shot <clears throat> if I can shine some light on this as well, just to try to provide some context as much as possible, because I've seen many situations where, yes, um depending on the condition of the senior that you're in the healthcare, whether they have uh, stage seven Alzheimer's or dementia or extreme cases of Parkinson's or extreme mm-hmm. cases of different type of mental illnesses. Um, it's at a point where families, they, they can't do it, right? They've exhausted their resources or they exhausted themselves where they, they don't have the knowledge and the understanding to support these uh, vulnerable people in this situation. So unfortunately, the senior homes is the only thing that it can really rely on that they can provide that 24 seven care, right? That can provide, um, although it is not the greatest thing to do, but I can empathize with families that have been trying for like 10 years plus, just trying to maintain to keep their loved one alive and all that. But it's also affecting them as well to the point where they're, they feel like themselves that they're killing themselves. Yeah. Right. But everything that they're doing, they're, the senior, they don't even recognize it. They don't even see it because, again, depending on what their stage of, of their mental illness it may be, right? You could be in a situation where someone has stage 7 Alzheimer's, right? You can turn around one second and already you can see that the pot is on fire kind of thing or mm-hmm. something is left open or they're carrying around with dangerous things that they don't even uh, understand or they're eating something that they shouldn't be eating kind of thing to the extreme point of that, right? So to the amount of attention to detail and things that needs to be in a controlled environment is something that is just next to impossible for yeah. a home, right? And depending on what their financial situation is well, right? Depending on what the resources is when it comes to families because, yeah, there's families that exist out there that are not connected whatsoever or they have been connected but after so many years of, let's say, abuse or anything like that, um, it's it's just a sad story. It's just a sad reality, right? Yeah. It's it's a sad reality that some of us are going to have to go through as well, right? Yeah. Um, me personally, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to give that kind of work to my loved ones especially when if you're going through some something serious as that right i guess it it just depends on the situation yeah if if you can help you should if you can't then you're gonna like i can tell you right now like my grandmother my dad's sign right Mm -hmm. she she has dementia she's at the point where it's now been progressing severely to the point where she only recognizes her her immediate sons and daughters everyone else she has no recollection of now. Mm-hmm. Like, like my uncle has to like guide her through, of like, this is so and so's son from this side, from this, like to give her that type of guidance. And even with that, still nothing, right? 
to the point where they need like someone to come over there to provide that kind of support as well when it comes to taking them a bath because even like for us like when we think about taking a bath we just go in there right no issues yeah. right but for them at that point man they they go back to a mindset where it is childlike if i can say that forgive me but where they will say no to everything right mm. like you can like they're seniors but then they act like children but then you can't treat them like children because they all react like an adult way kind of thing so there's a lot of personality issues that revolve around that too to the point where you have to roll them over in their bed because also if they lay in bed for too long then they get pressure ulcers as well which is another complete thing that you don't want to deal with as well so it's it's such a compound thing of how things get added on added on but with with my uncle being a senior as well and with his wife, it's just, it's more pressure and added stress on them too, right? But yeah. it's for um, their mother. And thankfully, at least my family and everyone else, we try to support financially kind of thing as much as we can, right? But the amount of effort that it has to go through when it comes to supporting someone in that stage of life, like, uh, just imagine, man, you're taking care of like your baby, right? But now think of it as a grown person. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I saw it. I saw it firsthand. Actually, I saw it with my grandmother, with my great grandmother. Exactly. She, she wasn't diagnosed with dementia, but I, from the from the signs, she had dementia. Yeah. Because she didn't recognize any of her great great grandchildren. Her grandchildren, she could only recognize my grandma, my grandpa, my my dad, and my uncles. And that's it. Everybody else, she. She Who are you? Yeah. yeah, I don't know you. I don't know you. She was living in the past. She didn't know if she was in Canada. She didn't know if she was in El Salvador. She didn't know if she was in the United States. She had no idea. Yeah, just straight confusion. Straight confusion. She acted like a child. She she had to be told when to eat. She had to be told when to go to the bathroom. Yeah. She had to be told when she needed to go shower. I think I, I or think like she's constantly asking them, right? Do you have to go? Do you have to go? Yeah. And she like I told you last time, she got this thing where she was stealing toilet paper. No one knows why, but she was stealing toilet paper. That was her obsession. Right. And so she she had the signs of dementia. I don't know if she actually had it, but she had the signs. So uh and it was it was a lot of work for my grandmother because like you said, she was already a senior. She was taking care of her and it, it was like an added stress, especially like when they were traveling, like when they would go back home, uh, it, it was a lot of work, right? It was easy because she could just stay at home. She was always home. She wasn't going out. But um, I remember when, when my great grandmother was getting too old one time, she was, uh, she was making tortillas in their apartment and my grandma and my grandpa were out and she almost burned down the kitchen. Because she forgot yep. she was making tortillas. Yep, yep. And then from then on, my grandma was like, you're not cooking anymore. You're yeah. done. And she never cooked again. And she never did any of that ever again. She was she was forget, she was was forgetting stuff. Yeah. So it was difficult, like, seeing, like, um, us as the family, seeing her progress in that. And uh, slowly forgetting details of her life. Slowly forgetting people. Uh, like she at the end of, at the end she had no idea who I was who who my my cousins and my siblings were she had no idea mm-hmm. she just remembered specific people she remembered my grandma my grandpa my dad my uncles and my one cousin that grew up with them that's it everybody else she had no idea yeah and it sucked right because like yeah, you, it definitely you, does you man. want them to remember but like my grand my great grandmother was ninety six when she passed away so. God gave her the opportunity to see 
her daughter, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, and her great-great-grandchildren. She was able to see all that. Um, could she remember it? No, but, you know, that a 96 years, that's a full life and a half, mm-hmm. right? And it's a huge blessing, but it is a lot of work for for the people that have to go through it, right? Right now, we're dealing with the situation with my grandfather, right? Like, he has his knees are so bad. He needs so so much help. Right. Um, just getting to church for him is a struggle, especially is, in the winter. Is he using a walker or is he still using a cane? He uses he uses both. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is this is the problem, right? When you get into retirement mode, you got to stay active. Yeah. You got to find a way to stay active. Yeah. Do something to, to making sure that you're still working yourself. Yeah. So my grandpa, when he retired, he stopped doing anything. Mm-hmm. He sat down on the couch, started watching TV, and he never he never stopped. So it affected his knees, obviously. Right? He was a little he's a little overweight, but when you're constantly bent, you have your knees bent in that sit- sitting position. It's obviously gonna hurt when you stand up. Yeah. So now he has very bad knees. It hurts so much to the point where it's a struggle for him to walk. So. Now trying to tell him, hey man, you got to be a little bit more active. You got to walk. You got to do that. And he doesn't want to do it anymore. No. So, it's uh, it's work for my uncle that lives with him, and it's work for my dad because they have to constantly watch over him. Yeah. Right. It takes him like an hour just to come down really? from his bedroom. Yeah. Jeez. Like, and the thing is, he's picky. He picks and chooses when he wants to do certain things. So. Right. And like you said, this is a grown person. This is a grown man trying to tell him what to do. He doesn't like it. Yeah. And so, uh, with the passing of my grandmother, it was the, it was a huge life change for him as well, right? Because he got used to her cooking. Sixty plus years of marriage, he liked it a certain way. Now yeah. that he, she she's knew not, how to please him, right? exactly. Now that she's not there, it's like nobody can rep- uh, recreate that. No. So it's uh it's it's life like life comes at you quick right and you have to be able to adapt to it and if it's certain situations like obviously like dementia alzheimer's those are things that that not only affect you affect your family mm-hmm. you kind of have to like work with it um have you seen the movie the notebook no <laughs> okay so <laughs> I know it's such a cheesy like love movie. Yeah, straight chick flick, bro. But it's a it's a movie that makes you analyze life. Really? Yeah. Like I don't know if you want me to ruin it for you, but you ruin it. So ruin it for everyone else too. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's about a woman who falls in love with this guy from an old town she's rich right so she she comes from money mm-hmm. and she falls in love with this guy who's not rich at all small town and then she comes to her 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 mother for the most part opposes their relationship right right so she goes down to this place every summer and she spends summer there and that's where she meets this guy but then she eventually has to move back to where she's from, right? And I think it's New York or something like that. And then her mom opposes it, and then they leave. And then she's supposed to, like, 
have a long distance relationship with this guy and he writes her letters every single day and then her mom doesn't give her the letters. Mm -hmm. So then this girl thinks that this guy forgot about her and then he goes off and he thinks that she forgot about him. So he goes off to the war and then he comes back and then she meets another guy. She falls in love with this guy and then some way or another they they come back to each other's life, right? But the the guy in the future, I'm not explaining it well, but in the future he writes a book, but she gets Alzheimer's. Oh, no way. So she gets Alzheimer's. Like at the end, they obviously, they end up together. Yeah. They have children and everything. But he's reading her this book oh. that he wrote for her. And he reads her this book every single day so she can remember. Right, right, right. But she doesn't remember. She has no idea that the book, the story is about, about her. her. Yeah. She just thinks some kind of fairy tale, some kind yeah. of story. And then the guy, his kid, one day his kids come, they see her, and then she come, they, he introduces his kids to her, and she has no idea those are her kids. Those are her grandchildren. And they're like, oh, uh, her name's Allie. And they're like, Oh, this is Ali. This is my son. This is my daughter. This is their kids, their husbands, whatever. And she's like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. And they're kind of just staring at her. And then she's kind of just staring at them. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go inside now. And they're like, okay. And then she walks away. And they're like, mom's doing good today. And they're like, and then they, they look at him and they're like, why are you here? Because she's in a home. Mm -hmm. And he's living in that home now too. And he's like, I can't leave her. I want to be by her side. And then... Towards the end, she has this, like, she has, like, a five-minute window where she remembers everything. And she was like, "How? when was the last time I remembered? And he's like, it's been a long time since you remembered. And she's like, how are the kids? And she, he's like, they're good. And then he starts dancing with her, but then she reverts back. And she's like, who is this? Blah, 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 blah. Basically, the end, the movie ends with her remembering him, but they died together. So it's like, it, it's, it's. Like, I don't really care so much about the story, like, the love story thing. Right. What I care about in that movie is the situation that the, like, how far the husband has to go through to for her to remember, remember for yeah. at least five minutes where yeah, she remembers and, him. And I bet you those five minutes is, like, an eternal thing that is so worth it for him to get just those five minutes again. And you can see the pain when she forgets. You can see the pain in his. Because he starts crying and he's like, oh, no, I lost her again. Yeah. And, like, my, my wife used to laugh at me because I, I used to tell her that I like that movie, right? But I don't like it because it's a chick flick. I like it because you can see the love that this man had for his wife. That he was willing to live in a senior home when he didn't really need to live in a senior home. Because he wanted to be with her. Yeah. He wanted to be by her side. He wanted to do everything he could for her to remember at least a little bit. It's, and it's the harsh reality of life. It is, man. It's 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 really harsh, and it, and believe me, those were many moments that I I, I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to to witness mm -hmm. when I was working in the senior home as well, where um, this Jehovah Witness couple, right? Um, this, the husband was in the senior home, and he was already way past uh, stage seven Alzheimer's to the point where he can't speak anymore. Oh man. Like, uh, he doesn't recognize anything where he, he fully needs us to do everything for him when it comes to uh, assistance with, with meals. Like, he can't eat them by himself. Like, we have to do it for him. Mm -hmm. We have to bathe him. We have to change him, all that stuff, right? And the wife consistently would come 
day after day. But it'd be so heartbreaking for her because since she is Jehovah's Witness, right? It'd be something that I, I, I assume that there's a clash within herself. Mm-hmm. But you can see the heartbreak in her every time that she like leaves for the day because she tries to just, the only thing that she tries to achieve for now is just, just try to get him to smile or for him to laugh. Yeah. And that'd be enough for her kind of a thing because everything else, it's not like how it used to be. And especially in a span of like, let's say two years from where he used to be independent, walking, able to speak, talk, do everything by himself in a two-year span to the point where now he is bedridden in a wheelchair, unable to do anything now. So I can only imagine, like, the things that, right, the fight that she has, where that love that she has with this man, but still coming day after day, knowing that she's going to be brokenhearted every single time, right? Yeah. But still needing to be, yeah, and having that love, that connection for that man. Man, I don't know. I don't know how. I want to ask you a question because mm-hmm. this was something that I'm always curious about because, again, from my experience, when when you were at a point of Alzheimer's that, again, like say your grandmother, where she was only able to recognize her immediate children kind of thing, but you also been a Christian your entire life. Mm-hmm. And if, let's say that somehow you were able, you were, you're unable to practice now, you're unable to pray, you're not able to do the things that you used to do as a Christian. What, what is God's mercy upon those type of individuals? Or let's just say that person with Alzheimer's who is a Christian somehow causes a sin kind of thing, but has no um, recollection, recollection or reality or, or in their mind to know that, oh, I should not be doing this. Is it treated as like babies where they're completely innocent as well? Or does it change because they are a grown person? I think if it's, if it's that situation, I don't know. Because like, what it, do you mean? Like, I, I'm probably not wording this correctly. Um, I'm going to try again. It's just I, I've known Christian people who mm-hmm. have been in senior homes and they would say like where I would read the Bible to them kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But... Sometimes um, they would try to do things, but they can't anymore, right? So, and and they would say like, where I would literally hear, brother, where like they would say like, why, why, why am I still alive? Why won't God just end my life, just mm. kill me, kind of thing? To hear those type of um, conversations or words that come out of these seniors' mouths, it's it for you, like as a believer, it's just like, like Lord, like. Like, what is this? Like, what, what's what's the purpose right now, right? Yeah. And I would try to, you know, be supportive and be positive and reinforce him. Like, remember, like, this is not our time to decide. It's up to him, right? Mm-hmm. And and I always try to remind them, like, you know, do your prayers and ask for mercy. But then soon after, they would forget and same thing again, right? So, again, I don't know if this clarifies my question or not, but do you think with these types of situations that God's mercy is still upon them? Are they still believers of Christ, even though they're not doing the practicing of prayer, wording the word kind of thing? I would say yes, because uh, salvation isn't dependent on how how often you pray, isn't how often you go to church. It's salvation is what you believe. And the acceptance of Christ. Acceptance of Christ, being baptized in the Spirit. um, That's the most important thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say you shouldn't do that, but that's not that's not what's going to save you, right? It doesn't matter if you pray f- f- 10 times, 100 times a day or once a day. The important thing is you you have the communion with God still, right? Because yeah. we're not saved by actions, right? We're exactly. Saved faith and grace. With faith and grace. All those things come into play, right? If you have the means, if you have the the uh, ability to go to church, if you have the ability to get on your knees and pray as much as you can, you should do it, right? But if you don't have the 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 capacity to do it, mm-hmm. God knows why you can't do it, right? That's also true. Yeah. He knows he your knows heart. The situation. Yeah. He knows your heart. He knows your situation. He knows your mind, right? If you still believe in Jesus at the end, then that's the most important thing, right? So to, to answer your question, uh, I think God's mercy is still within those people, right? Um, because I was even analyzing what what you were saying, right? Like the mindset. For us, it's easy to just, you know, live our lives. Everything's the same. We have the same train of thought, right? But what goes on in someone's in Alzheimer's mind that... One day you remember, like right now, we're sitting here, we're talking, right? Tomorrow, your your way of thinking is not the same. So how do how like I don't understand how it works, right? So if you if you're a Christian, right, and and you get Alzheimer's, but then you forget, right? Do you still remember you're you're a Christian? They say that when it comes to dementia and Alzheimer's, that um, your short-term memory is completely shot. Mm-hmm. But they say that your long-term memory is the only thing that stays mm-hmm. with you. That's why you, they have these moments of like they feel like um, they recognize you as someone else in their past or they think it's a different date and time kind of thing. Or they're reliving a situation that happened in their past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like unless unless they weren't a Christian during those times, mm. right? Or they were a Christian during their whole life, I guess that would be the deciding factor. I but so. but like you said, right, God knows for sure. So um I don't think God would allow I don't think me personally, I don't think God would if someone's a believer and then they they have the unfortunate uh of going through something like that, uh I think God knows why he allows it and I don't think God would allow them to revert back to not being a Christian, right? Right. Because, you know, who's the only one that could heal someone from that, right? Science will tell you that once you get Alzheimer's, you're done, right? But there's what science says and there's what God says and who has the final word is God. Yes. So we believe that you can get healed from that, but if God allows you not to get healed from that, I don't think God's going to allow you to revert back to go back into in the el mundo, right? Mm-hmm. So it is unfortunate, but at the end of the day, we all have to go through certain situations, trials and tribulations, and everybody's is different, right? Yeah. If we look at biblically speaking, Job, what he went through yeah, was Job, yeah. nothing compared to what we're going through or what we will go through, right? Yeah, God forbid, man. This guy lost everything. Yeah. Lost his kids, lost his land, lost his everything, got sick. His own wife, man. His own wife told him to kill himself. Yeah. Imagine hearing that, eh? From your wife. After being like through everything so much, after so many years of marriage, and then your own wife saying like, go kill yourself. That's that's hard, bro. That's hard. Not a lot of men will go through that and still have faith in God. 
still believe in God, mm-hmm. right? Because what's 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 the number one response that you see from the world when all these things are happening, the tragedies that are happening? They say, why would God allow certain things to happen? Right. Yeah. Right. Look at what's happening in yeah, Canada. If God right? is real, why is this happening? Right. They we haven't discussed this, that. right? The forest fires. Yeah, the forest fires. We yeah. haven't discussed that. The forest fires that's happening in Canada. In Quebec, you know, East Coast. Did yeah. you see that tornado that happened in Alberta? Nah. It was a huge tornado. So what? And people are seeing that. And they're like, why is God allowing this to happen in Canada? Well, why is it not happening in Canada? Because Canada is the one of the, is the nation most that, fortunate, yeah. Most fortunate, but it's the most is the nation that's turned their back the most on God. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be repercussions to everything we say or we do. Right now, Canada is ta- turning their back to to God. Now God's allowing these things to happen in Canada. You're seeing turmoil. You're seeing the the dollar the dollar go down you're seeing forest fires that are consuming the air you're seeing tornadoes happening in alberta you're seeing all these things that are happening in canada why because we're turning our backs to god Mm -hmm. so the moment we turn our backs to god and then and then these things start happening we start questioning well why is god allowing this to happen well why not it's because we need to stop pointing fingers and Mm -hmm. pay attention to fingers that are pointing directly back at us exactly look at ourselves at how we are the reason why we are the ones that need to take responsibility canada needs to take responsibility for everything that's happening man everything and if not you're seeing all these repercussions happening in the world right hurricanes uh earthquakes forest fires uh the the polars are melting all this stuff is happening rising sea levels droughts and all that stuff this is happening this is all biblical yeah it's in the bible it says at the end, at the end, we're going to see all these things happening and we're seeing the signs of the end times, right? And if we're not, if we don't want to believe in God, if we want to trust the signs more than God, then you're going to see the repercussions of what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. like things you cannot explain, right? So, uh, we, at the end of the day, it comes back to the same thing that we need to go, we need to believe in God and to know that these things are going to happen. They're inevitable, right? All these things are meant to be, are going to be, and are all biblical. We're seeing people putting their trust more in presidents and prime ministers and kings and queens and dictators more than they do in God, right? Right, like we're putting such a focus on it, right? Ever since King Charles, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Ever came into power, like there's been such a focus on him now, right? Where everybody's more concentrated on what's happening with Harry and Marco. Like, who yeah, cares, man? Yeah, honestly, like, honestly. Who cares? Like, come on, bro. Like, why are we really worried more about yeah, these things? Distractions, man. Why are we... Everybody was so upset when the queen died. Like, this lady was 90-something years old. Like, yeah, she it's, lived... It's a bound f- to happen, man. She lived the, be- the best life, right? Exactly. We're seeing all these people die off now. And it's like, everybody's like, oh, no. Like, that's part of life. Yeah, man. It's a part of life. Is it sad? Yeah. But... Right. Am, am I gonna be uh, am I gonna be upset that the queen died? Right. I didn't know her. Are we gonna be upset that the the great Bill Russell passed away? Right. It's gonna happen, man. Kobe Bryant died like three years ago. Right. Like at a such a young age. Someone yeah. asked me like, are, "How upset are you?" I'm like, "I'm not. I'm like, I'm upset a little bit, I guess, but like, yeah. I'm not gonna shed a tear. I didn't know this man. He he never helped me out. Like." Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, he's a basketball icon, right? Yeah. It's a legend, one of the greats, but... I didn't know him. Yeah. 
You didn't know me. You had was, no idea who I was. Yeah, it was very unexpected for sure. It yeah, was, it shouldn't it have sad. happened, right? It was sad. His daughter passed away. She was 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other girls passed away with their parents. It was very unfor- It was an unfortunate situation, right? Yeah. But, like, you see all these people. Michael When Michael Jackson died, a lot of people were upset. Like, mm-hmm. I was a little upset too, right? But at the end of the day, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Yeah. He didn't do anything for me. I didn't do anything for him, right? So... Like it is unfortunate, it's sad, it's it's sad reality, but it's the reality of of life. One day you and I are gonna pass, right? It's just how life is. Yeah. And if we don't, if God comes before that, then that's how that's how God planned it to be, right? Um but you know, you see people just getting upset over over these little things and instead of like just like being happy that this person is no longer suffering. We're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's like, man, this is life. Yeah. It becomes idolatry too, right? It can become beautiful, but it can also become very sad and ugly, right? Exactly. Like, that's the unfortunate. Like, you're seeing like all these like uh, people that we grew up like watching or, you know, admiring. Now they're slowly dying and just like, yeah. All these things like life is coming at you quick. Like, I was over at my dad's house on, on for the long weekend, and he he was just complaining that his back was hurting, and I was just like, I was just watching my dad. I'm like, man, life came out my dad quickly. Yeah, right. And just seeing how my dad and my uncles are now, like, they're struggling. They're older now. And I'm just like, I just I just have the image of them when they were younger, when I was a kid. Even my mom. Yeah, because all of our parents, like, give or take, they all got married around 30, right? And now we're in our 30s, so My parents got married later, in man. 20s. My mom was 18 when she got married. Right. Still, though, right? Like, all those years, at like, 18 and now you're in your 30s, so. I remember when my dad turned 40, and now he's 60. He's going to be 64 this year. Mm-hmm. And... I re- I actually remember when my grandma, my great grandmother Juanita, when she turned eighty, and she was ninety six when she di- when she passed away. I remember when she turned eighty, and that was like a huge deal for us, like uh, as a family, right? And like now, even see my grandpa, my grandpas, how how old? I know it sounds bad, but how old they are now? It's just mm-hmm. like it, it it throws me off, right? Like, and I'm not that young anymore either. Like, I'm thirty three now, like pretty old too. So it's like yeah, man, you're in your decline, your NBA career, <laughs> almost outside of my prime. Yeah, man, pretty much outside of my prime now. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what are the years for your prime? Is it twenty seven to 30, 34, 35? something like that? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm on my decline too now. Like if I'm, I work. If I walk too much, my feet hurt now. Like I have knee problems. Like Sore life, back, yeah, know, man. Yeah, life has right. come. Life, life, life is affecting us now. Mm-hmm. Like when we were kids, we I remember we went to the beach on Sunday, and when I was a kid, we would get to the beach and you go straight to the water, and you come out to you come out of the water to eat, and then as soon as you're done eating, back, back the in water. the water, <laughs> and you're there. Like say you're you're at the beach from like eight a.m. to 7 p.m.? Yeah, honestly. You're outside of the water for an hour. And if you're outside of the water, you're playing soccer or you're doing something. Yeah. But you're there all day. And all day. And when you get home, you're you're tired, right? But, like, now, 
now that I'm an uh, adult and I have my own kids, we were at the beach from, uh, I, I got there around 1045, 11 o'clock, and we left at 5. When I got home, I was beat. <laughs> I was so tired. Man, I like... Makes you think too, like how our parents did it, because eh? they did even longer, like, and they would still drive home, like when it's all like night out, and we're just knocked out in the car. Yeah, <laughs> it was easy for us because we're sleeping, right? And right. there they have to do that work. Like now I have to do that work, and it, it was different this time because uh, we went with the church, and we were I had to help barbecue, mm-hmm. and it was pouring like downpour, bro. It was raining. No, yeah, it poured on you guys. Yeah, it was raining like crazy. And we still barbecued. We still barbecued, bro. We got we got at it. We're Latinos through and through. Man. You guys found like some kind of shelter at least. Yeah, we oh, had to. Co- we covered like some of the barbecues with uh with some tent things. Yeah, some tarps. Yeah, <laughs> and like I got soaked. I was soaked. <laughs> and you didn't get sick. I didn't get sick. Oh, but and the cool. thing is, my kids because it was it was actually still warm. It was warm, but uh, it was raining. So my kids were out playing in the rain. Hmm. And I was kind of scared that they were going to get sick, but they didn't get sick. And I said, adios. But, like, I was tired. I was so tired. And then the next morning, uh, we, we went to Sunday, and then the Monday was the holiday. And I was going to go to the gym. And then when I woke up, I was like, no, not going. I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. So it's like how how life changes, how when you're a kid, you have all this energy. And afterwards, like, now that you're now that I'm older, it's like I don't have that same energy anymore. Like like I I, I know I've told so many times in the podcast, but when I'm done work and I get home, I'm I'm not leaving anymore. You're home. I'm body. at home. Yeah. Like I'm too tired to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And even my kids, like when they see me, like you have to make that energy to play with them a little bit. Right, right, right. You have to make that time that energy to to do something with them, right? So it's like sometimes you like yesterday, I went to work. I started. I actually started a little bit later yesterday. I started at four thirty, and I worked. And then when I was at work, when I was at work, my wife texted me and she was like, "Oh, uh, uh, they want to go to the mall in in Mississauga." And I had to think about. It. I'm like, "Okay, if I go, I'm gonna be even more tired. I got maybe I gotta get a nap before we go." And I started thinking about it. I'm like, but if I don't, if I say no, then my wife doesn't get to go out. My kids don't get to go out. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to sacrifice. And even though I'm tired, I'm going to have to do it. Right. And we went. But I was beat when I got back too. Because we got, we left here at, so I got back from work at, at one o'clock. And uh, I took like an hour nap. And we left at four, and we didn't get back till ten thirty. Jeez. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm so <laughs> beat. I had already done. done a, I had already done a bunch of walking for work, and then I went to the mall and did more walking. And I was I was done. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah, you can't do this anymore. So, like. You have to be prepared, guys. And if you don't do that, then the, my wife doesn't get to go out and my kids don't get to go out. So I had to sacrifice a little bit of my energy so they could have a good time, right? And it was a good time. I'm not going to lie either, but um, life changes, man. Like, 
Life changes in an instant, man. Uh, right? Like, you know that saying, right? It feels like it was just yesterday. And I'm, look, I'm looking at you. You look tired right now. <laughs> you look like you had a long night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I slept terrible last night. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't have the energy that you used to have before either, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're telling me, you were telling me that you went, uh, what was it, ki- kayaking? Or oh, paddleboarding. Paddleboarding. Yeah, yeah. You did. You said you did that for two hours after work. Yeah, but I, again, this job was pretty light work though. Like we were done at twelve, kind of thing, and just waiting around at two o'clock. So then, um, definitely hours. had the energy. Um, it was the different projects. So it was it was beautiful, man. Like um, not like the other project where we would start at like seven in the morning, not finish until six, but it was like on the constant go 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 mm-hmm. go. But this project that I finally got to experience, it's it's complete opposite, man. We're, I'm used to doing like installations for like six to eight vehicles. And now we're just doing installation for one, two max a day. Mm. So we would finish around noon kind of thing. And then again, I wasn't like hustling or bustling anything. Just take my time, making sure I'm being progressive. And then just feeling like afterwards, like, man, I still have this energy to do something. And thankfully, and even the one day, as you saw, right, I was playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> I never I ever thought I could ever do that. Right. Yeah. I saw and, that. And, and, full 18 holes right so that's after work like i never thought i would be able to do it but being able to have that thankfully the energy to kind of do something like that too because for sure afterwards i was like man the 7 16 17 18th hole i was like i didn't even care man just like yeah whatever you got i got <laughs> mm. stop playing but yeah you're right man it comes to a point where you just you're not in your 20s anymore right you're not in your teens right because you would hear those stories like when you're a teen late teens kind of thing like mm-hmm. you'd be up all night work Go back home, repeat, up all night, work. Like, you have that type of energy to just burn and just go, go, go. But right now, if you're going to ask me to do that, oh, my God. Yeah. I would, I'd be suffering, man. <laughs> yeah, this week this week was rough for me because uh, I had to start even earlier than, uh, a lot earlier than I normally would start, I guess you can say. Yeah, because you would, would be waking up at, th- or getting to work at 3 in the morning or start at 3 in the morning. Started at three thirty in the morning. Jeez. So and like I, I kind of got myself used to going to bed at like around nine thirty ten. Yeah. So even if I go to bed at ten or ten thirty, and I'm waking up at three a.m., do the math. I'm That's not getting barely any time. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. So it was rough in that sense because um, I'm not getting a lot of sleep and I have to I have to go. Like I can go on my own pace, but if I go on my own pace. That's, it's going to be a long day, mm-hmm. a very long day. And I'm not trying to do that. So I'm trying, like, I I go at a pace where I know I'm, I can get up to eight hours or a little bit less than that, where I'm just chill. So I'm go, 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 go when I'm at work. But this week that's coming up, I'm covering, um, covering the guy that trained me. So I'm going to be, like, on Monday, I'm going to start at 5.30, I think. So it, it's it's not going to be, it's, I'm going to be on the go, 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 but I know I could be done by around 11, 1130-ish, right. close to 12. That way, I know I can be home at a decent time. I can take a nap and still spend a lot of time with my kids and my wife, right? Um, but I know it, I, it's not sustainable for me to work like that because it's it's I'm getting old. I'm, I'm, I'm at that age right now where I do have enough energy where I can go, 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 go. But I know I'm going to get to that point where I can't. 
You know, if that makes any sense. Even the mm-hmm. guy that's trading me, he's go, 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 go. But he's 46. I think he said he's going to be 47. And he's already telling me that he can't handle it anymore. Jeez. So. And that's know, not even that old, man. 47, he can't handle it anymore. Because he's go, 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 right? Like, he does what takes someone, like, nine hours, he does in four. Oh, and I guess, like, he's been used to that because he started that kind of work at that pace when he was a lot younger. Exactly. So, for sure, his body's like, yo... I can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, so it's like... Slow down. And I have the same mindset, right? When I'm working, I'm go, 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 go until the job is done. So uh, this week is going to be an interesting test for me because to see, like... Because I've been working with other guys and I've seen how they do it and how their jobs is a lot it's a lot easier, right? Uh, the only thing that's going to get me through this week is knowing that I'm on vacation next week. <laughs> so I know, like, I'm going to have that as motivation, like, go, go, go. Really, eh? Sometimes it happens like complete opposite for me, where if I know I'm on vacation, very soon, like I'm just like, I already clocked out. <laughs> You're on vacation mode. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I I get it, but that's not me, man. Like I know that's gonna it's gonna push me to motivate me to to get things done quicker and faster. Get things done quicker. Just, like, start sooner as well. Right? Exactly. So hopefully my Friday is is not too long. Hopefully I don't have to do anything like. Yo, specific. that'd be awesome if, like, let's just say that you start at three thirty for your work and you just finish by eleven, go home. Like, that's an early. My Friday. Yeah. So my Fridays is just meetings for the most part. Oh. So. So that, no no roots on Fridays, just meetings on yeah. Friday. So my uh, my Friday last Friday before uh, the long weekend. Uh. I texted my supervisor. I'm like, hey, what time do you want me to be here for my meeting? And he was like, oh, you want to do it early? And I was like, sure. And he's like, all right, 6.45, be here, and we'll have our meeting. I'm like, all right. Oh, is it only a one-on-one meeting? It's not yeah, so it's, so it's every, so one Friday, it's a one-on-one. The next Friday is a, a group meeting. Then one-on-one, group meeting, one-on-one, group meeting. So this coming Friday, it's a group meeting. So, but I had my one-on-one last Friday before the long weekend. So I got there at 6.45. I had my meeting. It was 15 minutes max. And then he's like, yeah, we don't have anything for you. You can go home. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, um, I'm going to try to get at least an hour in. So I sat around till 8 and then I left. So I had a like an extra long weekend technically. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. So hopefully this Friday... So, I have a team meeting, so usually it's it starts at seven thirty, and by eight o'clock it's done. So hopefully this Friday. Yo, that's nice that like you have early meetings though, like right out, right in the morning kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. usually when I think of meetings, I think like midday afternoon kind of a thing. Yeah, right? no, that's awesome. We do it in the morning, and then uh, hopefully if I do have to run a special. The longest, the longest I've ever been on a Friday is ten thirty. No way. And then I'm I'm done for the day. Bro, you essentially have long weekends every single week. Yeah. Yeah, I got blessed. And right now it sucks because like I am actually working hourly, but once I have my own route, uh, I, it's like it's a salary. Oh, you become salary. Yeah, you become salary plus you get commissions. So technically, even if I don't have to run a special, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be getting the money yeah, anyways. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, man, because your 40-hour week will still be 40 hours. But if you complete in, like, 20? Yeah. So I know some guys, some guys do, like, 25 hours a week and still make good Still enough. making crazy amount yeah. of money. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so 
uh, hopefully Friday's not too bad. Quick meeting, and then I can go home and get my my vacation started. If not, it is what it is. Like, kind of have to do what you have to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like going back to the same point, like it it it's not sustainable in the sense that like you can go 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 for the rest of your life, right? Like my mom is my mom. I'm seeing my mom, right? Like my mom was the kind of person that can that would always have two jobs. Right, right, right. Now seeing her now, like she can't even, she can't do two jobs anymore. Oh, she because her body won't let her. Yeah, and, she can't do it as much as she used to. Yeah, yeah, and even see my dad. My dad, like, one day he texted me. He's like, "Oh, um, some guy wants wants to go out. Uh, he wants to talk about church stuff, uh, and he wants you to go, and and I'm going too." And I was like. And he just looked at me, he's like, I know you're tired, and I'm tired too, but, like, if you really make some time. And I was like, <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be tired. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be grumpy. Like, let's get to the point. What's this about? Yeah. <laughs> Straight to it. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, screw it. I'm going to go. Because, like, you know, you, got, you within the Christian realm, you have to sacrifice your time. You have to sacrifice your energy to do God's work, right? So, yeah. There's an on and off switch when it comes to work, but when it comes to the faith, it's always on. You always got to go. Go, 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 man. And my, my my mom on Monday, she like hugged me. She started crying. I'm like, why are you crying? She's like, oh, I just felt so bad because you were doing so much work at, at the beach. And I was like, don't don't feel bad. I'm like, I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for, for the church. Like, it's not... Is something that you have to do now. Like for me, I'm at that point in church now. Like, what else did you do at the beach? I was barbecuing. I took a, bro. It took a long time. Plus, I had to take care of my kids. Plus, I had to like. There's no one there to like be like, yo, sub in kind of thing, like tag team. Someone did it towards the end. Oh jeez, <laughs> of course, <laughs> always at the end. Towards eh? the towards the end, after everybody had eaten, I was still barbecuing some of the meat. It was forty. It was forty pounds of carne asada. Oh Jesus! So some guy comes up to me after, like un hermano, after he had eaten and everybody else had eaten. He's like, "Hey, uh, I'll finish off for you." I was like, "All right, thanks." <laughs> but I'm not gonna complain, man. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, like I don't mind doing the work. I was about to say, and barbecuing too, man. That's not a bad gig as well. It's it's a lot of work when it's raining, though, man. That's true. Just making getting, sure nothing gets uh, the barbecue. And the thing is, light. like, I'm I'm like trying to keep the flame going because yeah, there's yeah. The, like those uh the beach barbecues, right? They're not the best. Oh, it's, you got the charcoal ones. Yeah, charcoal ones. ones. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like I had like this like um what was I using? I was using a piece of cardboard, and then someone's like, oh, here's a here's a uh this plastic thing uh a cutting board. So use the cutting board and this will help the flame. So I'm like, I'm like putting the meat down and I'm going like this, like hand gestures. I'm like trying, trying to fan it, yeah. fan it to put air in it. So the fire gets bigger and bigger, bigger yeah. and bigger. So I'm doing that every time I'm putting fresh meat in there. Right. So it was a lot of work. Like I'm sweating cause it was actually warm too. Right. Even oh, though it was raining. For sure, yeah. So it was a lot of work, but like, I don't mind. I honestly don't mind. Like it's, for, it's for, for the hermanos is for God. You know, you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit of that. So my mom felt bad, right? Because she saw how much work I was actually doing. But like, I, I I, honestly didn't mind. It is what it is, right? Like, you got to put your work in too, right? Yeah, man. At the end of it, like my dad would say, right? Amara sus pantalones. Exactly. Right. You got you to gotta man up and, and do the work, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. I think we should end it here, though. Yeah. You want to go? Keep going? 
No, no, we, we can. I th- I th- Andale. No, we can. Andale, my no, Mexican I, brother. No, I think we can end it, yeah. Because I, I don't know what else to say right now. <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, man, it's been a good, it's been a good conversation. Like, yeah. Um, hopefully, we can have one before I, I leave on vacation. Ooh, vacation. Vacation. Vacation tell, was tell needed. The, tell the people what's happening. We have my wife and I and my kids and my in-laws, all my in-laws, we're going to our my first cottage experience. Beautiful. And yeah, we're going to be there from Monday to Sunday. Um, and hopefully, you're going... Hopefully Sunday to Sunday. <laughs> you know hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I got to see what, what the wife says about that. For sure. For sure, man. Because I have church service late, so we would have to leave late after church mm-hmm. i don't know if i want to drive that far with my kids yeah maybe call it early night and then just wake up early on monday kind of yeah thing. so technically we would just be sleeping yeah. we would get there to sleep because you can't go out with the kids that late no for sure um but uh yeah i'm excited man like we've been planning this for like a year we had to book the cottage a year ago because it's popular eh? yeah man yeah. cottages like they go like quickly yeah and I didn't know that either, right? But, you know, I'm excited because it's my first cottage experience. Usually in the summertime, my wife and I try to do something, uh, try to at least have one outing in the summertime. Uh, two years ago, was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, we went to Montreal. Last year, we didn't do anything. But two years ago, we went to Montreal. And that was pretty cool with my son. That was our first outing with my son. This is going to be our first outing, like official outing with my daughter. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited, like, because I'm going, my wife, my my family's going, my sister-in-law, her husband, her two kids are going, my other sister-in-law, my brother-in-law are going, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law are going, and... Uh, Just all of your wife's family, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. So it's all going to be, like... And the Riveras? The Rivera boys are going, and so it's, like, uh, 12 people. 12 adults, yeah. four kids, I think. That's a packed location, man. Yeah, it's a big house, too. It's a big it's a big cottage. Yeah, it would have to be, for sure. They have a jacuzzi. Oh, jacuzzi. Jacuzzi and a, and a pool. And, and a pool. Yeah, and the lake is, like, across, like, on the other side of the road. Right, right. So it's literally, like, a couple feet away. Uh, it's going to be cool. I'm going to go fishing, a lot of swimming. Uh, so, like, a bonfire there, too? Yeah. Oh, clutch. Make uh, s'mores. Oh, definitely, man. Uh, everybody's going to be preparing something each day. So my nice. wife and I are taking, um, we're going to put, my, my mother-in-law loves salmon. So we're going to take salmon, barbecue it. And uh, I don't know barbecue it. I don't know how we're going to prepare it, actually. And we're going to take chicken to do rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. And I think my mother-in-law is going to make some pupusas, mm. um, tacos. Mm. Uh, maybe steaks. All right, I don't stop know. it, man. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully, everything turns out good. Hopefully, we have a good weather. Uh, I told my wife I'm going to I'm gonna see if I rock the stash that week. Rock the mustache? The mustache. Like, only? Like, shave off my beard, yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. Just do something different. Why not? Sure. The mustache. The mustache ting. Yeah, man, just uh, pull uh, pull what Mexican. our dads do, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> my, dad, my dad's still rocking the mustache. Your dad th- does the beard, though, doesn't he? Every now and then, yeah. I think I feel like more into his like his, um, I guess, grown out of life. He's become more of 
factual with the beard kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> but now it's just mostly like a scruff but he every now and then he, he does a clean shave too every once in a while oh yeah yeah I don't think but I've always seen. always leave the mustache like I've, i don't think i can ever recall him having ever having not a mustache i every time i remember your dad i think i always remember him with a beard there's been many moments for sure yeah yeah i don't know i haven't seen him in a while too mm-hmm. did he have a mustache for my daughter's birthday definitely yeah was it a beard or just a mustache? Good yeah, question. I don't even Either remember. a scruff or clean shaved. My dad has always had a mustache. Yeah. Always. As, as long as I remember your dad, yeah. Always, always had a mustache. a mustache. Yeah. Never let his beard grow. He let his beard grow once for a play that they were doing at church. No way. Yeah, they were doing the the Last Supper play. Mm-hmm. We were in La Paz. And that was the one and only time he let his beard grow. I remember that it was pretty cool. Like they did even the they did the picture, and so they all all the guys did the pose and everything. No way! You know, yeah, like the Last Supper pose. Do you guys have those those photos <sighs> or videos? I don't think so. Someone has to have it. Mm-hmm. And my dad was, I think my dad was Mateo from La Paz de Cristo. Eh? La Paz no de Cristo. Way. Yeah, bro. Long time ago. <laughs> Long time. I was a kid when they did that. Yeah, man. They used to go hard with those things. Yeah, I know. I We still have the one photo where it's like, I think it was like a picture of like the whole congregation on the altar kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. In La Paz? Yeah. Yeah. You have that? Yeah, we have that. Yo, yeah, you got to show me because I remember, I remember taking that picture. Yeah, I'll take that picture I and I'll send it to you. I remember we were on the right side. Mm-hmm. My whole family was on the right side. That's when La Paz was like booming. Booming, yeah. There was easily over 100 people. Yeah, those were the good days. Bro. Good old days, man. And I miss those days. Right? Yeah. Those are the, my fondest memories as a kid is always church related, you know, like, cause all my cousins and all my, like everyone in my family, we were all in church. Yeah. So like if something was happening, it was like always like family slash church related. So like all my fondest memories were always like at KGT with my family or KGT or at like Les Dios. BG club, BG club, man. Like back in the days, like. With the homies, like you guys and everybody else, like, yeah, I, I remember all that yeah. fondly. I I wish the, I wish I could have those days back again. Honestly. You know, just to relive it once more, one more time. You know, yeah. run it back. Like, like I, I and the unfortunate <clears throat> thing I did too, man, is just my dad kept all these like cassettes kind of thing, but for some reason, myself, like, uh, like we're there's so much stuff in the garage that man we, we just thought like having like a uh, just a clean out spring cleaning kind of thing so we tossed a lot of stuff oh no way. so then i brought up the thing like man i wish there was like a video or cassette that i can see from back then he's like well you could have but you threw it all out like oh jeez. yeah we have a new uh we know a guy that I, th- I think he has a lot of the videos still he works where i used to work mm. he probably has um and there's an hermano um from La Paz de Cristo, he used to film all that stuff on right, VHS right, right. a lot too. Yeah, he probably got all that stuff too. Man, I wish I wish my parents would have kept some some stuff too. But same thing, like yeah, right. Spring cleaning, like it is what it is. I know, I, Kim, I know Kimberly's mom has some, probably has some stuff there too. Especially when you're thinking that do VHS tips still like work today, or the, the devices still work, or can we transfer like yeah, that kind even, of format to a DVD? Yeah, I don't even know how that works. Right? How do you even do that? <laughs> Who knows, man? Yeah, there has to be a way, right? There, definitely, definitely, there's a way. Yeah, because I remember, like, we, we can still connect like my GameCube and Super Nintendo to these TV stores. There has to be a way. Mm-hmm. 
There has to be a way. I think you would have to have a VHS player and then connected that somehow to like a a USB or something like that, right? Potentially, because you like you would see those devices where it's a combination of like VHS player but also CD DVD player. So you would think that maybe somehow, some way, somebody out there has already created something like yeah, that. You gotta show me that picture though. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that so bad. That that would bring back a lot of memories. I still remember when they took that picture, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I remember. I don't remember at all. Bro. I remember because it was, <laughs> it was like a, yeah, it was a crap show because they were trying to get everybody, like, organized to get everybody up there in, in, on the altar. And then KGT, they had a really, really big altar, right? Yeah. Not an altar, a pulpito, I guess. Yeah. And, um... And just trying to get everybody like squeeze, like squished together, <laughs> so everybody, everybody is in the picture. I think it was uh, who was the pastor? It was Cisneros, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and uh, th- they got most of the people that w- that were congregating there that day. Well, I remember it like it was yesterday, because it was it was me, and my brother, and my cousin Juan, and then my parents were like. <laughs> Like way up here or something like that, <laughs> no and way. my sisters were like on the other side. <laughs> like, oh, you guys were completely separate. Yeah, right? we were separate for some reason, but yeah, it was cool. I remember that. I think my grandma was there. My grandma was there too. Actually, my grandma from my mom's side was there, and my grandma, my grandpa, and my great grandma were there too, because they were like danciano's of the church. Yeah, I would love to see that picture, man. You gotta, you gotta remember to show me. All right. I'll put it, I'll put it in the back logs. That's gonna stay in my mind. Yeah, because you still haven't invited me over for brisket. So. <laughs> Just say. Also, yeah. <laughs> Just say throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, throw it out there, man. Yeah, yeah brother. Let's let's end this. Let's end it. Let's end it with a prayer. Uh, we're gonna do it in English this time. English things. Yeah, English things. Let's switch it up. Yeah, do it up. God who is above and who is awesome, who is mighty. Thank you so much, Lord, for another day of life that you've given us. Thank you for another opportunity for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you, Father, for this privilege that you offer myself and my fellow Nick here to have this podcast. We're able to speak about you, have a conversation about you, and amongst other things, just try to be the light and the salt of the world that your word calls us to be, Lord, that we want to be vessels god that we want to be instruments for your glory and only for your glory and that we forever will ask you god to take over our bodies that you take over our lips our mouths our words that it is not just us speaking lord but it is also the holy spirit holy spirit speaking through us to transmit your word to this podcast that many others in the world may be able to listen to god we are so fortunate we are so blessed to be living in this country canada we're so fortunate so blessed to live in this city of kitchener god and we give you so much thanks lord because we are living here because we have our families because we have jobs because we have food we have water we have homes we have clothing we have transportation lord and we give you so much thanks because not only that lord but also because god almighty that we are not living a life of persecution that we're not living a life of war that we're not living a life of starvation that we're not living a life of danger of 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 criminal activity 
that God Almighty, that we are in a world, we live in a place where we can have peace, that we can still go to church freely, that we can still lift and praise your name freely, that we can still talk about you freely, Lord. We are so thankful, God Almighty, because we recognize that there's so many in the world that do not have this chance, that do not have this uh, privilege, that do not have this opportunity, God Almighty, because we know that there are many in the world that are living through persecution, that are going through churches that are underground, that have to hide from that they are Christians, that they're not able to be free to worship you freely in spirit and in truth. Thank you so much, God, that I'm able to have this moment with my fellow brother here. Thank you for him, Lord. Bless and sanctify him. Watch over him, him and his family, God. And Lord, that uh, we continue to do this in your name for your glory and only for your glory. And that God, I also present our lives before you uh, for your mercy, for your grace, and for your love that we are so thankful. May it continue to encompass us, be all over us, that we are constantly washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. That we are constantly protected by your angels, Lord. That we are constantly reminded that we need to do our part as well, God, when it comes to praying to you, reading your word praying to you in our secret place, having that daily dialogue with you, enriching and enhancing our personal relationship with you, God. Lord God Almighty, I want to put our lives in your hands. And that also, God, that I ask that when my fellow brother and his family go on to his trip, that you take them there safe and sound, Lord, and that they come back safe and sound that your presence be with them, that your angels will be with them, that they are safe in solitude in areas that they know that you are with them, God, that your presence will be there. Thank you, God, so much for everything that you do and continue to do, and that always and always all honor and glory is to you and only for you. In Jesus' name I ask and I pray. Amen. Amen. Once again, I want to apologize for my slip-up. What are you talking about? <laughs> I apologize. I still feel bad. Um, but we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. Thank you for those who are praying for us. Thank you for the prayer, brother. Um, we pray for you as well, always. Make sure God's protecting you wherever you go. As you are traveling a lot. And, you know, we hope that God continues to use us in ways that we can't imagine right now. Use us as a vessel to help bring light, bring some, at least one person to God's feet, to understand God's mercy, to understand that sacrifice that Jesus made in the cross for us, and to help us understand that living a life without Jesus is a dead life. There's no meaning to it. There's no nothing to it without the love, the mercy, the understanding that Jesus gives us to know that we are nothing, that we come from the dirt and we will return to the dirt to know that Jesus is all, Jesus is God. And that's all we need in life. Amen. Oh yeah. <laughs> God bless you everybody. God bless you.
God bless you, everyone. And always remember, Jesus loves you.